0: With us today is Mario Kanamou, who uh, lives in Europe, lives in the United States, a former banker, and is well informed about what's going on. Uh, this week he is in uh, Zurich, and he's going to give us an update of what the heck is going on. Good morning, Mario. What is going on in Europe? It's uh, been a conclusion of another week. Where where is Europe stand as far as the United States?
1: Well, the big news coming out of Europe this week is the uh, uh, European Conference, which was happening in Prague. That consisted of 44 countries, 27 EU member countries, as well as many other countries that are in Europe or on the periphery of Europe, including, for example, Armenia, Turkey, and Azerbaijan. And the purpose of this Uh, event uh, meeting conference was to basically try to get everybody to agree on what should be done regarding natural gas shortages in the world, but also more importantly to see if they could all carve out a common stance against the uh, war in the Ukraine, specifically um, offering support to the Ukraine against uh, Russia. Uh, Some interesting things did come out of this uh, event in Prague one of which was an agreement between Germany and Spain to actually build a roughly 120-mile pipeline from Barcelona in Spain and through the Pyrenees Mountains to link into Europe's uh, pipeline network. Spain has excellent LNG facilities. Uh, They are disconnected from the European network because of the Pyrenees Mountains. And uh, Spain has very good agreements with respect to uh, receiving Gas from places like Tunisia and Algeria, but also excellent storage facilities for LNG. It's a, a large point of entry for U.S. LNG into Europe. So the idea is if they can build a pipeline that goes through the Pyrenees, they can then connect Spain LNG into Europe and thereby distribute it across Europe. There was a hiccup, however, and that's France's uh, President Macron who disagrees with this pipeline because he believes the EU needs to become energy independent. And he's pointing to alternatives like nuclear, which, of course, France is very strong in. And he feels that Europe should basically not have to rely on any country for any of its energy needs. Another disagreement that came out at this summit was the fact that Germany is going to be offering roughly 200 billion euros in aid to its uh, citizens, its, its businesses. And many in Europe are saying that that's not fair, that the amount is too large. And as a result of this amount, Germany will be able to pay uh, higher amounts for natural gas at the expense of poor countries who won't be able to buy it. Or if they do, they won't be able to subsidize it for their citizens because the uh, price will be too high. Germany then turned around and said that uh, if, in fact, that's true, uh, Germany agrees on a price cap, but it needs to apply to all the countries in the world, not only to the European Union, specifically pointing out places like South Korea and Japan and Asia in general who can actually pay more if a price cap is imposed in the European Union. Those countries would offer more money, and therefore natural gas would flow to them at the expense of
0: Europe. Now, Germany, I understand, uh, is also might be activating some of their nuclear plants. What have you heard on that? Two are
1: actually operational, and they were going to extend their operations through March of next year. However, the uh, minister who is pushing for this is a pro-business minister, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to succeed to reactivate five nuclear power plants indefinitely, uh, considering he's in a coalition government with the Greens, uh, and they will most likely not agree to this. They will push for Uh, alternative forms of energy. There is another story also which comes out of Germany which has to do with energy, which is very interesting. Um, Germany uh, has said that uh, its gas storage is at 91 percent, meaning their uh, gas uh, storage facilities are now roughly 91 percent. However, the German government has said this does not mean by default that this gas will be destined for Germany. Because this is owned by private companies, they may choose to actually sell it to a higher bidder, which means the gas could essentially leave Germany and go to another country. And that's why many people in Germany are saying that those facilities should be nationalized, something the government thus far in Germany is reluctant to do. Britain, where
0: the heck are they?
1: So the uh, UK is experiencing many different uh, problems. The prime minister who recently became prime minister uh, is sinking in the polls. Many people have expressed uh, uh, their lack of trust in her ability to govern. The labor party is literally saying they need to go to an election. If, in fact, that were to happen, more likely than not, the labor party would win. Um, She has uh, walked back many of her previous uh, proposals regarding tax and decreases, She realizes the situation is very difficult. She has, however, doubled down on their support, the United Kingdom's support of the Ukraine. Uh, But many people in England, in much the same way across Europe, are very, very unhappy with the situation. And there are protests, although you don't see them on mainstream TV. There are protests. There are people who are gathering. They are burning their utility bills They are expressing discontent, um, and I suspect this will only get progressively worse. Another thing that is happening across Europe, and this is very important and has to do with the food supply, many uh, people, businesses that own livestock, sheep, cows, they are actually culling their herds. They're killing them because they cannot afford to feed them. The cost of feed has become very high. The cost of fertilizer to plant this feed is even higher. So there's going to be a real problem moving ahead into the future with respect to how are you going to actually provide feed for these various animals. As a result, the price of anything that's dairy-related is actually going up in price because now you have fewer cows producing less milk. So you have a domino effect of things happening, and it is expected that by next year when the new season comes around in the spring, there will actually be major shortages of just about everything on the shelves in the supermarkets.
0: We haven't hit Italy yet. Now, there was a, the, the European community was upset that a conservative was, uh, was elected in Italy. How do they feel today? So the uh, person
1: that was elected in Italy and that will more likely than not become the next prime minister has completely changed many of the things she was saying. It is anticipated that she will maintain her hard stance on migrants coming across from Africa and into Italy, but on many other things, for example, she would agree to remove the sanctions against Russia and reestablish commercial ties. She has now changed her tune and said that she will support the Ukraine and can no longer support Russia.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Anything else you want to cover uh, to fill in the American people on what's going on? Yes, expect gas
1: prices uh, to go up. Uh, We know that OPEC has decided that they're going to cut 2 million barrels of oil um, from their production. Something else is happening in Europe at at the moment. Industrial uh, producers are turning away from natural gas, which is obviously very expensive, and they're refitting their facilities and converting to actually using refined crude to create energy. This will only create a further squeeze on the availability of crude in the marketplace and therefore expect prices to go up as well.
0: Mario Konomu, thank you for filling in the American people, and thank you so much for uh, uh, you know, being alert and, uh, and giving us the uh, actual pulse of the situation, and we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: Thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend.
0: Take care.